Joining me right now is Dan Hooker, one of the rising contenders in the lightweight division for the UFC. What's going on, Dan? Welcome to Kumite Radio. Ah, good to talk to you again. For sure, man. Uh, before we get into your huge fight coming up, I want to talk to you about UFC 223. The crazy, crazy week that happened. Um, of course, the first thing is Conor McGregor throwing that dolly into the van. When you were watching that, what were you thinking in your mind? Like, is this guy on drugs or what? <laughs> it's, it, it was entertaining, right? Everyone, I think everyone was entertained by it. Um, I feel bad for the guys like Michael Kiesa that he got cut and they, you know, he lost his fight and he, he loses out on, oh, well, he, maybe he loses out on money. I think he might sue Connor and then be better off for it. But, you know, he, he wanted to fight. He wanted to fight Pettis. That's a good fight for Kiesa. That's a big name for him. So it's, it's bad about that. But I don't know, man. Like, Khabib can't just go around with his mob of Dazakhstanis just slapping guys and expecting nothing to come back, you know? So that, that whole week, it was a crazy week. You know, Ferguson gets injured. Then Holloway comes in. He is pulled because of medical reasons. Then they got Anthony Pettis. Anthony Pettis can't fight. Then Paul Felder. They said Paul Felder can't fight because he's not ranked, uh, you know, high enough. And then Al Quinta comes in and fights Khabib. When you were watching that title fight, which was a total mess, in my opinion, what did you think about Khabib's performance since you are a contender in the lightweight division? His fight against Al Quinta? Yes. Oh, it's... I wasn't surprised by it. Like, I've watched a lot of Khabib's fights. Like, I've studied... Um, I've studied all of his UFC fights, gone back and watch him through. So nothing about that performance uh, really surprised me. Those are are the traits that I've seen in other fights. You know, he he went away for a long period of time uh, with injuries and then came back and he fought Korcha and then he fought Michael Johnson and Barbosa. And he looked like impressive, really impressive in those fights uh, because he got those guys out of there. Well, he, you know, he, they were good. They were good stylistic matchups for him. But if you go back and like watch his older fights, uh, you you'll see that stuff. You'll see how he tries to uh, pull punches like that, pull his chin out of the way, and he's like the rest of us. Like we're all human. We all have our. We all have a certain amount of hours in the day to work on things. And if you solely focus on one thing for so long, obviously someone else is going to be better. They knew it like certain areas. So nothing about that shocked me. I wasn't like, this is Khabib's human. I already knew he was human. I know we're human. We're all human. We all have our holes in our, in our game. So yeah, I was not surprised by it. Since you moved up to lightweight, you know, you faced Ross Pearson, knocked him out in the second round. Then you took on another, you know, rising prospect. Mark DeCasey choked him out in the third. Uh, when I look at those fights, I see that you kind of go in there with a certain strategy, and then when the opening comes, you take it quickly, right? Is, is that something that, you know, you, are you getting better at seeing the opportunities to finish the fight now compared to earlier in your career? Uh, that's uh, 
solely due to my coach Eugene uh, and and the coaches that I that I have and the system that he put in, puts in place. Um, working with him, training with him every day, I'm just getting better. Uh, I feel like I've improved from the last fight. Yeah, I'm just he's the he's you know Israel is Israel for a reason. We have and and our gym is doing so well for a reason, and that's Eugene. Uh, very smart guy, uh, very unassuming, but I, I'll uh, solely credit that to him. Eugene, the coach of, or the head coach of City Kickboxing, you guys have been, uh, been a factory of elite fighters for the past couple of years, you know, not in just MMA, but you got kickboxing and Muay Thai and all the other disciplines. Um, what is the secret for your guys' success, other than Eugene, of course? Uh, <laughs> no, I think when you, when you surround yourself with like, like-minded people, uh, you know, we're all like solely focused. You can't come in the gym with like a half-ass attitude and expect uh, no one to call you out. You know, you, you come in the gym and you're not ready to work that day. Like it's, it's like, a, it's a, Yeah, it's like a it's like a community of guys going for the same thing, and if you're not part of that, like you're gonna get shredded. Like in in most gyms, you know, if you went out Saturday night, or if you were the old guy that didn't go out Saturday night, they'd be like, oh, you know, you didn't go, you didn't go out to the club Saturday night, you know, oh, you missed out, you missed out. It's like in our gym, it's like a reverse of that. Like if you go out, if you went out Saturday. And, you know, there's things on your Instagram and, and pictures of you in the club drinking. Like, get ready for guys to come at you come Monday. Like, they'll be like, oh, he, he hasn't slept right. He hasn't recovered right. Guys will, guys will go after you for, like, so it's like, and you'll get ripped on and you get shredded. So it's like the complete reverse effect. Uh, so it's just, and that is from our coaches. You know, they, they kind of set that standard and we all, abide by it and follow it and we're just getting the results now it seems like that you guys had a situation like that before where somebody went out on a on the weekend and came back and you guys had to shred them up a little bit right oh yeah like it happens all the time man like it, <laughs> like if i see a guy's been out in the club and we're training the next morning like i'm gonna push the pace on him i'm gonna push the pace because i i'm i'm sure he can't hang with it you know like so it's, it's, it's small, it's small, it seems like it's small stuff, but it's like just, a, it, it, it builds up to like a complete attitude. Like we all share the same attitude. We all want the same thing. Speaking of gyms, you're about to open your own gym, the Combat Academy. Well, how did that come about and why now? Uh, I feel like there's um, just so much interest surrounding the sport. Uh, and so many people that want to be part of the sport. Like, I feel like there is a need for a place like this. Uh, and there is definitely a want for it, a need for it, an industry for it. And, you know, not, not necessarily people that are solely focused on competing and being fighters and doing this. I just think combat sport is a great way to stay in shape, a great, uh, you know, training martial arts is an incredible way to uh, make you mentally stronger, physically stronger. And so it's kind of like a place for all the people that want to be a part of the sport, but not necessarily want to do all the 
kind of hard sparring and, and grinding work because you can get so much out of just training martial arts, you know, boxing, kickboxing. Skill-wise, technique-wise, there's so much to learn. I feel like it's the best uh, possible thing you could do for fitness. I enjoy it so much. So it's just kind of a place for me to share my love and my passion of martial arts with, with everybody. You know, it's a, it's a place for anybody, a place for every, uh, where anyone is welcome, regardless of fitness level. Um, and you can come, you can learn, you can improve, you can, you can, yeah, you can feed off my passion for the sport. All right. Now let's talk about your fight coming up on April 21st in Atlantic City against Jim Miller. Um, Jim Miller, you guys are the only other lightweight bout on this card except for the main event, which is Kevin Lee versus Edson Barbosa. Is that a strategic move by you? No, I got offered Jim Miller. I said yes to Jim Miller. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You tell me what that means. You know, because nowadays, you know, a lot of fights are falling apart, just like the other weekend at UFC 223. You know, you're on the card. You're the only lightweight bout. You never know. Those two guys are at the top of the division. Something can happen. That's why I was saying, you know, could this be strategic uh, by you? Because, you know, you're a strategy guy. Ah, uh, Nah, I've definitely, like, I've taken that into account. I like that fight. I like either of those fights. It's like a fight. It's a five-round main event. So, yeah, if, if, it, if it came across, I would definitely take that fight. Like, that's a phenomenal opportunity. And I'm in great shape. You know, I, I, I've definitely put in the work and I've covered all the bases. So I would be ready for any opponent. So that wouldn't be, yeah, that would be something that I would definitely jump all over. Being ready for any opponent, right? So when you train, when, you are in, when you're in camp, do you just kind of train for yourself and not worry about the opponent? Um, like my, my coaches do a lot of study. Like they do a lot of, uh, they do a lot of film study. They, they, they watch a lot. And then they'll, through like pad work and drilling, they'll kind of share that with me physically. It's not like we'll sit down and they'll explain it to me. They'll just, they'll physically kind of steer me towards uh, what they want me to do. So it's, 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 I kind of doing it. I kind of capitalize on their, uh, any holes they might have through all the drilling, through all the pad work, but not really being so aware of it. Because when you start overlooking for something and it's not there is when you kind of get, uh, you kind of get shut down. You're like, oh, he's going to be here after this shot. And then he's not. Then he comes in with a different strategy. Then it'll kind of throw you off. So if I unwittingly go for these things, then it's not that big of a deal when it's not there because I'm not even aware that I'm chasing it. What attributes do you possess that make this matchup terrible for Jim Miller? I don't think I bring anything to the table that Jim hasn't seen before. Like he's fought tall guys before. Uh, well, I don't think I'm that good, but I'll beat anyone in the world. Like, <laughs> I just think it's funny, like, the way the sport is marketed, you know, like, that as soon as someone becomes a champion, like, all this, all this goes into, like, oh, this guy's unbeatable, he's got an iron chin, he's got a one-punch kill, like, 
I don't, I don't understand. That's not why I like the sport. I like the sport because on any day, any man can beat any other man. Like all these rankings and things like that, it doesn't mean anything to me. Like I feel like on a bad day, anyone in the division can beat me. On a good day, I can beat anyone in the division. Like I feel like we're all human. We all have our holes. Stylistically, we all match up good and bad with different fighters. Yeah, so it's funny to me that that's the way that they've chosen to market the sport with, like, undefeated records and things like this. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's it's just not why I like the sport. I guess that's more for the casual fans that don't really know much about the sport or much about the fighters, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. We're, we're like, we're getting a lot out of being, like, a mainstream sport. Uh so I guess it's just something that the UFC have to take into account. Michael Chiesa, Anthony Pettis, Dustin Poirier. These guys are guys in the top 10. And these guys are the guys that have beaten Jim Miller in recent outings. Now, do you f- feel that Jim Miller has become somewhat of a gatekeeper? Uh, he'll, he's definitely... Um, he's been in there with everyone, so he's definitely like... A, a standard I don't like the word the term like gatekeeper I like the he's definitely like a standard like if I'll if I beat Jim Miller if I manage to get past Jim Miller uh impressively then I you know I'm guaranteed a top 15 opponent that would be hard that would be hard to deny that because he is you know he is the standard if you get past Jim Miller you're 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 proving yourself uh at that top echelon of the sport but I'm expecting the best Jim Miller that there has ever been. You know, like he's a, he's a very dangerous submission guy. He's got good strikes, good wrestling. So I'm expecting that Jim Miller. I'm not going to take uh, anything for granted with him. Do you believe Jim Miller is the most skilled opponent you've had so far in your UFC career? Mm, it's every, like every man is different. Everyone, mm. everyone is different. Everyone has like... Uh, Things they're good at, things they're bad at. He's very, he's very well-rounded. Um, good striking, good cage control, very good jujitsu. So that's something I've definitely uh, been aware of this training camp. But I've fought quality grapplers before, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I just have to wait. They're like I'm, I'm as interested as you. Like I don't, I don't know where, I don't know how things are gonna play out. Like, I honestly don't. It could, it could go a million different ways. I actually have no idea. So I'm as interested as anyone to get in there and to see. I want to see. I'm going to hit him. I'm going to see if he's going to hit me back. I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah, I'm, I'm as interested as you are. Like, this is... Uh, yeah, it's just a big mystery going into a fight. Do you think that that attitude that you have right now of, like, you're interested to see what happens, is that a big part of your success? I think more uh, I have my success when I have that respect for the sport and I have that, you know, respect for my opponent and I don't take anything for granted, you know, when I, when I take everyone seriously and um, yeah, when I don't take anything, take anything for granted and I just approach it uh, with a humble, with a bit more of a humble attitude that, that, that seems to be working for me. Um, every man is different. You know, some guys like to get super confident going into fights, but uh, 
this works for me. So I'll, I'll stick with this. All right, last question before I let you go. In your UFC career so far, what is the most memorable moment you've had? Most memorable one moment. Uh, damn, there's a few, man. <laughs> well, just let them, you know, list them off. Let's go. Yeah, I think any victory, like, uh, that's, that's like, everyone is like a stepping stone. Like, my first, my first win in the UFC, like, that was a big, that was a big milestone for me. Um, but then going back to Auckland and getting the Pearson win, that was another big win. Uh, head kick knockout over Hatsu and, you know, getting those post-fight bonus. That's like a, that's another, that's another like feather in my cap. So I don't know, man, there's every win, every win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, April 21st, UFC fight night, 128 in Atlantic city. You're going to face Jim Miller, huge opportunity. You know, I've been following you for a long time, Dan, and uh, good luck, man. Ah, uh, Thank you, brother.